Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mugshot in the making. No need for oven when you're waking, baking. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast HQ. Up in this bitch. Yes, sir. So we're back with another regular episode this week. And if you guys haven't checked out our last review, go ahead and check that out. But definitely thank y'all for tuning in for another uh, episode this week. And we're going to hit y'all with a regular episode this week. Yes, yes, yes. And what we're going to do is just go ahead and jump on into it. Y'all know how we do a regular episode. We talk a little bit about everything that's been going on in Mm -hmm. the the lifestyle, the community, and everything that is hip-hop. So let's go ahead and just start it right off with we talked about the verses last week and we talked Mm -hmm. about how this is probably one of the best verses that either one of us has seen. Oh, yeah, for sure. All of them so far. Uh, Not saying that we've seen all of them so far, because for damn sure, y'all, I did not. I did not see a a bunch of them. (laughs) Let let me just be fair here. This was the first one that I've seen that had a a crowd at at the at the verses. I, I mean, I'm sure there's been others with crowds at it. But it's the first one that I've seen. I think the first one in hip hop, uh, yeah, that, right. that's how the crowd at. I think you're right. Because because the let's be fair, the Gu- had the Gucci man and fucking uh, Yeezy, uh, uh, Jeezy. I'm sorry. Versus had that had a crowd, it probably would have had some of the same energy that this one had. Oh yeah. Because uh, c- I mean, we we went over this last week, but like the energy that that you felt in this arena, not only with the crowd there, but with the energy that mainly the locks brought it was it was man it was it was it felt you know i've always thought this right that like it would have been fucking vicious to grow up in the late 90s and be old enough to be at like them new york clubs Hell just yeah. to like because some I, somebody put it best though I, I can't think of who said this but like just the possibility i think it was charlotte who said this. the possibility of their uh, of something happening it gives you that rush and i feel like that's the kind of feeling that was in the air that night at, at fucking <laughs> Madison Square Garden, it was just a possibility that nigga that shit could go left and shit could get popping in that joint. And thankfully it didn't. No, you know, cool. thankfully, thankfully both crews kept it cool. But um, but yeah, man, obviously you know this shit's gonna propel a lot of other things and 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 most likely get a lot of attention on on these niggas. Exactly. And it was kind of dope that they ended the jump talking about how they were gonna go on tour with State Property. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that that was a really good way For just sure. because, you know, it's just an addition as to what's going on right now. People are already hyped about this versus now mm-hmm. you give them the chance. Oh, shit. These niggas are really about to go out on tour. All right. Bet. That's my next yeah. fucking plan. So yeah. it was a smart. It was a very, very smart move for the two groups. Um, sure. I just hope that Dipset on the tour comes with a little more energy than they came with on the verses. And I hope that these niggas start rem- like learning their lyrics again. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. Cause that that ultimately just showed that. Well, I guess. No, nah, I mean, I guess since Locks will be there and then State Prop will be there, you're they're gonna have to live up to that energy, or else the crowd is gonna let them know. And again, I know that this is a New York crowd. This is a probably a very you know late 30s, early 40s crowd, most likely. And uh, yeah, they wasn't gonna hold that shit back, bro. You know, if he was coming with that cute shit, they was telling you you should have left that cute shit at home, dog. And, and that's exactly what happened with Dipset. But you know, we 
We talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and, and check that out. If you haven't already, check out our uh, our review on, on, on the verses of last week. And I usually feel like people's numbers go up after they do a versus, but 200%, yeah. that's a fucking lot. You know what I'm saying? That's like... Listen, bro, honestly, man, and, and, and again, Charlamagne said it best. This is what verses is of verses is. Verses is for... It's to like remind people or to remember yourself that yo, this motherfucker is fucking nice, dog. Like mm-hmm. I remember let me tell you, dog. I remember for the longest time, dog. For the longest time. Cause I've always loved locks. And it, and it was mainly because my older brother listens to them because they were kind of a little bit past after my or before my time. Yeah. No. Before, before my time, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, before my time. And uh, you know, it, it wouldn't be typical for me to know about, you know, most lock songs and then Jada even most Jada Kiss songs, but I feel like um I, I don't know. I feel like most people my age just wouldn't appreciate that shit. I feel like I was the only one around my like age group and group of friends that were like champion for like the locks and Jada Kiss. So it's pretty tight now that like people are like you know older and like can actually appreciate lyricism and just performance and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Cause nigga that that shit was fucking lit. So I think he I think he definitely deserves whatever increase in uh. And, and listens that he's had in the last week or so. I know I played my part in that because I was definitely listening to Knock Yourself Out a couple times. Listen to We Gonna Make It a couple times. Listen to, man, I don't know, man. I always talk about the show with my brother, how, like, whenever you start listening to the locks, particularly the locks, when you mm-hmm. go to, like, the freestyle round, dog, you just kind of go on a roll, dog, and then you kind of go in a, in a rabbit hole, and then you listen to the freestyle from Funk Flex in 97, and then you fucking listen to the We Are The Streets album, and then you listen to J-Hood just because, and then it's fucking crazy, dog. So, yeah, man, I, I, I'm I'm all for it, man. I'm glad that these guys are getting their flowers. Definitely deserve it. I've always, always, always been the champion of the locks, man. I'm glad that they finally get in their flowers, man. Agree 100%. Now switching over to a little bit more a little bit more nigga shit. 6ix9ine and Wack 100 did an interview recently. Who did they do the interview with? So, it was actually on Academ- Academics podcast. Oh, was it? Uh, okay. Funny enough, we're going to talk about that later, but wow. yeah, it, it was on Academics podcast and Wack 100, he came out and pretty much told Act like, "Yo, put me face to face with this nigga Takashi." Mm-hmm. I'll be the fucking uh, judge, I think is what he said, and, and the people will be the jury, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever fake little bullshit he wanted to I still feel like that was already set up and, and whatever. They had this interview. They, they're very contentious going at it back and forth. Honestly, a couple of things that I saw 6 9 said to, to WAG 100 in some clips, it looked like WAG 100 was going to get up and smack the taste out of his mouth. Look, I'm going to be honest. It was kind of back and forth with that kind of energy because I actually – you know, I work a very sedentary job, so I'm able to listen to three-hour interviews and shit like that. <laughs> I miss but, those days. <laughs> but, but let me tell you, it was a lot of fucking bullshit and, and talking in circles. Dog, the academics put it at best. Takashi and fucking Wack 100 are pretty much the same nigga, dog. They're pretty much the same person because they talk in circles. They try to manipulate whatever the fuck they're saying and whatever the other person is saying, and it just they kind of met each other's match. It just kind of kept going back and forth. But it was really, it was really like, I don't know. It was just dumb as shit, right? But here's here's my whole thing, right? For those of y'all who watched the interview, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this is coming from a fucking suburban-ass nigga. I live in Montgomery County, Maryland. Y'all already know what it is. 
and we ain't with the, we ain't in the streets right but mm-hmm. let me just say this right mm-hmm. it ain't even about and we've said this before a million times on this on this podcast it ain't about it being street it's about just owning up to your shit mm-hmm. it's about accountability as a man like fuck everything else like you as a man decided to join this lifestyle so you gotta handle it within the, the confines of that lifestyle mm-hmm. that's just the it's the truth in, in in football if you get fucking blindside tackled you can't just run up to the nigga and kick him in the balls and and that's your way of getting out nah, you gotta get him back within the confines of football exactly okay if not you're gonna get taken out of the game and you're not gonna be able to play next week so it's the same thing here and i don't get why people have such a hard time figuring that out like or or, or understand that because it's like dog i get that he was a civilian before but the moment that he decided to start profiting off of this mm-hmm. uh fucking gang shit, that's when all that civilian shit goes out the window dog like i don't care what you say like you're not just gonna profit off of something and when the consequences come you pull the civilian card exactly. like that's not how that shit work exactly you so, need to know so, what you're getting into so that's why you know it kind of uh rubbed a lot of people wrong that because whack kept putting the he's a civilian he's a civilian like this is what he was supposed to do da, 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 right mm-hmm. and then he brought up him fighting Blueface since Wack 100 manages Blueface, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, that as soon as I heard that, dog, that shit clicked immediately in my head, dog. This nigga is trying to make 6ix9ine not look as bad by saying he was a civilian this whole time so he could do business with him and have him fight Blueface. Because I don't know if you peep, but Blueface fought, had a boxing match not too long ago. No, I didn't even know about it. You didn't see that? Yeah, he had a boxing match and, you know, he made whatever X amount of money. It was like against like a YouTuber or like some kind of somebody. Oh, okay. The point, is, the point is, right, that to me, immediately once he said that, and it was even proven later on on a fucking, uh, on a, what's that shit called? Treehouse? Is that what it's called? Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, he, had, he had a fucking, he was in a, in a joint, right, in a, in a clubhouse room and he was like people were like yo you know that that's just wild why you doing that he's like nigga i got 20 million reasons to be doing it and then that just tells you that tells you what it is he's willing to put his fucking morals to the side just to make some money and again that that's not something that i feel like even looking at it not even on a street level just as a man like that's just pretty lame that you put your morals to the side whatever they may be for some money and see my the thing that confuses me right and it's just like I know, well, at least I'm pretty sure that the Treyway Bloods are not connected with whatever Bloods that WAC 100 are connected with. On, on uh, I don't know. I think they are. But actually, yeah, but not. I was about to say they're still Bloods. So yeah. you think that the whole shit would carry over, and yeah. that he wouldn't want anything to do with this nigga, and he might actually be on the out for this nigga, like most of the other you know, Bloods that we are, are aware of have said or have communicated out in the streets. Mm. So it's just kind of a weird thing that this man went in there did all this shit put all your you know air quotes brothers and sisters behind bars ratting on everybody came out in the streets and you're still willing to fuck with this nigga even though this nigga put people in your set in fucked up positions you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like to me that just screams like nigga what the fuck is going on like but like you said if it's all about money i guess you can put those like your your personal morals and your your affiliated morals to the side me personally that don't make sense that that's just not some kosher shit that'll make that don't make sense at all if and how's it gonna look like i feel like that's just gonna make blood's gonna be trying to come after whack 100 and shit and they are they are like again i was listening to something before uh before we started recording where like 
this is crazy that this shit happens, but it's like a clubhouse room, and it's literally like a bunch of fucking LA gang members and or people of fucking power in LA or however you want to phrase it. Yeah, and and these niggas was getting that whack for that shit, dog, and and, and they were like, yo, dog, like that shit's lame as shit, dog. Like you don't, you you pretty because they kept telling him like, yo, so you you don't live by like the lifestyle that you fucking chose, like you live you live by your own rules, huh? Mm-hmm. He was like, nigga, I don't give a fuck what no street nigga tell me. I'm a fucking do me, niggas. I got forty thousand dollars worth of bills, you know, and, and none of them niggas is talking shit is giving me money. Like nigga, what? That's not that that shit ain't cool. Like say, you're pretty much saying that like you put yourself in a position that you're living a certain lifestyle that costs a certain amount. So that means that in order to fucking have that amount of money to 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 support that, you're willing to put out your morals, you're willing to step on people, you're willing to do a bunch of other lame ass shit. I mean, at this point, you're willing to fucking die at this point because niggas yeah. could definitely take offense to that and come for you. Like, and even as non-street niggas, we know that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's a fact. And again, dog, like even even not even including the street shit, it's just kind of like, dog, that's just lame because you're going up against you're going against what you say you stand for. And in any factor of life, that's just lame, dog. If you say you like, you know, this this holy person and you gain the trust of people that way, but you take advantage of them, that's just lame, dog. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're going against what you say you are. And again, in any just as a man, that's just whack, no pun intended. You know what I mean? I've I've always kind of, you know, I've always seen Wack 100 do this kind of shit. And it always just seems like he's just looking for attention, really. You know what I mean? And again, there's no difference here. He wants to gain attention for this fight so it can happen, so that people won't judge. Or, and even if they do judge him, so it's just so that I guess he himself doesn't, so he can live with it pretty much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's a bunch of bullshit, dog. Like, I guarantee you, he might not be takashi's manager but he's definitely gonna work with him and make money with him of course in this in the near future so i guarantee you watch he gonna show up i don't know if you've ever seen it but there's this youtube junk called the the nelk boys i think it's called and uh and my roommate is really into it and like these motherfuckers like they first it was just like a white dude and his friends going around getting fucked up throwing parties and chilling with bitches and all this other shit doing random crazy shit online like when he showed first showed me then he showed me some shit a couple weeks ago where it's like these niggas are like official like they got mad money now like the dude who who runs it or who owns it is out here buying fucking watches and chains for his entire crew like cars for people he randomly meets on the street and of course this nigga is hanging out with six nine all the time and of course that started getting his cloud up uh at least in my opinion i don't you know i don't watch the whole shit but that's what it looked like but like they all they're all so buddy buddy to the point where they don't even call him six nine they just they call him danny all the time which threw me off because they were like yeah everyone danny's gonna come through later but i was like who the fuck is danny and then this rainbow headed nigga come bopping in the house i was like what the Mm. fuck so yeah yeah, like like he could end up on that trying to trying to get money up out of that because i'm sure six nine makes money through that because he's definitely getting them money or whatever whatever so who who knows Mm. what's going on because I don't know. Like, I feel like basically you're right. Wack and uh, and Six Nine are exactly the same way, and they're basically at this point because of their, I guess, because of their various, their you know, various situations, they have to like take money or get money any way that it comes. Yeah. No, and and, and that's 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 what it is. And I, again, I get with with Takashi, he's already proven to be a rat and just somebody who doesn't stand on what he what he believes in or whatever. But again fucking wag 100 like he's always 
said himself, which is why we always say you should never believe what a motherfucker tells you about himself. Like mm-hmm. you should never believe that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because almost every single time he's fucking lying, fabricating, or exaggerating shit about himself. Exactly. Now, now, and, and again, I'm, we're not we're not saying that you know Wag One Hundred isn't who he says he is. It's just you know, it's just funny that like you know you're willing to put all this shit to the side when it's beneficial to you but if another motherfucker were to do it it wouldn't be like he, he'd be all up in their business he'd calling serious, them out yeah serious shit to say about it and again it's all just to give back in the line like like mm-hmm. he the same shit happened with nipsey hustle mm-hmm. or some shit came out about i don't know he, he he tried to play funny to be honest like and i'm not even in that world but like it just felt funny you know to what me I mean? what so, does he have to do with nipsey hustle if nipsey was a crip and he was a blood but that's the thing, dog. That like I've I've seen. Let, let me just say that my knowledge comes from YouTube videos, and I'm definitely not really involved in or, or even like no really. But nigga, like that I LA shit, like nigga, it be Crips and Bloods that's cool to cool all the time. True, true, true. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, so I I feel like that's not really what what I'm saying is that he just has to take the the, the contrarian route as everybody else, just to fucking stand out. And that's just lame to me, dog. And again, he, I feel like he does it because he feels like he can get away with it. He feels like he can bully people. But I'm telling you, dog, one day, I just have a feeling, dog, that young, first of all, young motherfuckers nowadays do not have no respect for older people. Let's just put that out there right now, okay? That respect that people, that, that fear that OGs or whatever you want to call it had back in the day, dog. Young niggas do not give no fuck about that shit now. That nah. shit does not fucking matter. I'm sure old niggas die every fucking day at the hands of a young nigga. Every fucking day. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying, dog, that like, you know, shit could go left. And I'm hoping it doesn't. I'm hoping that fucking cooler heads prevail and shit like that, dog. But, you know, younger niggas, I mean, you heard, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard. Did we talk about the, the 21 Savage part yet? We or haven't talked about that yet, nah. Okay, which okay, perfect. It brings me to I believe it was uh, the next day after the fucking um, after the the, the interview, mm-hmm. and they were on a clubhouse call, and Takashi Six Nine was on, and pre- pretty much he was talking about the whole Twenty One Savage that he 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 seen him at the club, and that he didn't do anything to him, mm-hmm. and this was somebody that allegedly called him a rat before, right? Yeah. So he was saying, shouldn't he have done something? Blah blah blah. blah. So then. Wack 100 comes barges in and tells him like, yo, you know, you should have checked them right there. That's not how we handle shit. Da, da, da. So then it kind of went back and forth. And then Wack 100 essentially called 21 Savage a bitch ass nigga and a bunch of other shit, which which to 21 Savage, you know, whom I've always thought to be, you know, a real street nigga. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He kind of was just like, all right, say less, say less. I mean, I'm not about to do none of this like online shit. Like, yeah. just say less. It's cool. You know, whatever. Right. And again, to anybody who really doesn't fucking know how to maneuver and shit like that in that world, it'll be like, okay, you know, he got punked or whatever and he just backed out. I don't look at it like that at all. I look at it like, dog, if I got to do something to this nigga, I do not want it to look like I was any kind of agitator in any of this shit. Mm-hmm. You know no, what I mean? No and I'm not saying it's going to go there, yeah. but if it, but it's an altercation. The way he, the way Wack 100 was talking to 21 Savage. I'm sure people have died for way less. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So so you know what I mean? And 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 I applaud Twenty One Savage for not falling for the bait mm-hmm. and, and having a back and forth with a nigga who's really just looking for attention. 
And it's crazy because this nigga's like 50 years old and like just like dying for this attention. And, and, and I just, I don't know, man. It, it's just kind of sad at this point. Hey, well, what did, what did Jay-Z say? That uh, fame is one of the uh, the worst drugs in the world? So, nigga. you know what I'm saying? Like, this man, is like you said, he's just trying to trying to keep his shit together, trying to stay up there, trying to stay relevant. Yeah. And when he really should just, like, back up and chill. Like, you, at this point in your life, nigga, you should be a background nigga. You shouldn't be out here shouting and shit like you 19 and 20 out here in the streets trying to handle some shit. Like, nigga, you should be on the send out some other little niggas to do some dumb shit like that for you and just sit back and collect money or sit back and do whatever the fuck it is that you do. But, I mean... I mean, whack one hundred. He's he's quite literally living up to his name. That nigga whack. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that that that's really what it is, dog. And, and again, I just I I never understood, you know, why he kind of takes this this role, whatever. The nigga knocked out stitches and two white dudes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that he isn't a big motherfucker or anything like that, but it's just like, dog. First of all, again, like I say, these young niggas do not give a fuck about that. Dude. You know, because they ain't about to come with hands, Mm-mm. you know, at all. So and, and all of that fucking politics shit, dog. That shit does not fucking matter to niggas. You know what I mean? So exactly. So I, again, I, I hope that cooler heads can prevail. I hope that ultimately Wag One Hundred stops living up to his motherfucking name, and, and, and actually stands by what he agreed to stand by. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and and that's the rules of what you decide to live in. And, and that's just that's just the truth of it, dog. Like regardless of what walk of life you come from dog if you choose a certain lifestyle or if you choose to enter a certain profession dog you have to obey by them fucking confines of, of what you chose exactly and again and and just because other because his whole thing is and here's another thing that his whole thing is that he says that a lot of motherfuckers hoods there's snitches walking around every day and they get by because motherfuckers essentially pay so that niggas don't do nothing to them mm-hmm. but but that don't mean even if that is true right that don't mean that you could just do it and it'd be cool you know what i mean just like if i point out that somebody's doing something wrong and i start doing it that don't make me any less wrong than them mm-hmm. you know what i mean so so i don't know man that, that shit's just a bunch of whack-ass shit. uh hopefully i don't know hopefully this shit, hopefully the 21 savage shit could could stay peaceful and and, and you know cooler heads could prevail but we'll see man yeah hopefully no one loses anything like their life or anything serious serious in this dumb shit because it's just too it's just too stupid for anybody to really be fucked up or dead over this type of shit so it's some shit right that like i feel like other genres it would blow their mind like artists from other genres Mm -hmm. to hear that like they could imagine like a country singer or like or like a pop singer kind of getting in this kind of predicament like that'd be pretty fucking nuts yeah, no, it, it fucking really would be, and you wouldn't even know how the shit was gonna end. You just figure it's gonna end badly for whoever the performer is. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, either way, it could end badly for everybody in this situation. So, nah, that's a fact. But so let's this, let's hope this, that this, that shit, go you ahead. know, definitely cools out, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, hopefully this clout, the clout chasing can stop, you know, from older men. Because come on, y'all, we gotta do better than that. Exactly. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, hopefully this shit could die out, and hopefully all the six nine. People talking about six nine could die out too, cause you know that nigga's that nigga, and that's another thing that like this nigga, and again he's on a crash course for clout. It don't even matter what happens because he already knows that he's essentially a dead man because mm-hmm. of what he did. Mm-hmm. So he's just talking shit to everybody, cause fuck it, you Basically. know what I mean. So the more people talk about him, the fucking better. So that's why he's calling everybody out, 
and doing whatever he's doing. And apparently, here's another thing that we didn't talk about, which part of me that I'm telling the story non uh, in a non chronological yeah. order. <laughs> but he also uh, came out and, and said he doesn't have security anymore at all. Like he walks around with no security. And WAC 100 verified it. Now, again, he verified it, but it also looks like he's working with him. So I don't know how true that is. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's part of their whole little agreement or whatever. I don't know. But Oh, plus the whole the whole Nelk Boys things I was talking about, they like they've been to Six Nine's house. So like they always say where they're at. So like I I can go back and watch the episode, but I know they're definitely in Florida. I just don't remember what town it is. But that's wherever wherever Six Nine's new place is, it's somewhere in Florida. So I feel like you're just kinda giving a roadmap if people are actually paying attention to this nigga's moves. Like you're giving oh, yeah. a roadmap for motherfuckers to come after him. Nigga, and again, I, I'm not wishing I don't wish death upon no man, uh-huh. but I'm just saying, dog, that like I feel like he's playing it way too fucking casual and cool. And and, and he should have fucking security, dog. Like, mm-hmm. let's be real. A nigga put a lot of people behind uh behind bars and uh essentially skated out with nothing. So And the sad part know. is that he probably thinks that he's hard as shit for not having security. Oh yeah, he definitely does. He definitely does. And again, it's stupid because he don't even realize the danger he puts his daughters in. Mm-hmm. I think he has two daughters, or one or two. His baby mama, his fuck, his own mom, his anybody in his family, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And if they can't, you know what they say, if they can't get to you, they gonna get to your family. So, you know what I mean? That shit's just, I don't know, bro. That shit's just wild. Bro. Nah, I agree with you. But all of this ghettoness stems from the fact that, actually, this is probably the, the reason that this happened, but DJ Academics has a new podcast. And yep. since this interview took place on his podcast his podcast has shot up to number two on the spotify podcast charts and who would have yeah. guessed that some old niggatry would be the reason that this nigga come to number two because that seems to be academics whole mo these days especially if it's got yeah, to do anything right. with six nine like i feel like after a while i stopped watching his videos because every time he did a video it was only about six nine he never did videos about anybody else anymore no that's definitely been the case and it's, it's funny you say that because he actually came out I was watching a, a video before and he spoke on it. He was like, niggas always wonder why I always, you know, champion six, nine and this and the third. He was like, he's the only artist that actually, you know, answers when I call him and treats me with respect. And it's like, dog, first of all, cause ain't nobody else calling him. Come on now. N- not only that. Right. But it's like, dog at work, you, you might be cool with one or two people, mm-hmm. but you're not about to be hanging out with everybody at work. Exactly. You know, and, and whatever work relationship y'all got, you understand it's a work relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and then when, when them niggas leave or you leave to another job, you know, you might see them. And if you see them, it's all love. But you're not about to be reaching out to them. You're not about to be hanging out with them. Like, that's not even if y'all was cool at work, it's a work relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with academics and all these other artists. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I. You know, I don't know. So, 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 pretty much, he was just. That's why he was saying that he he fucks with Six Nine so hard because Six Nine is actually his friend. And but my whole thing is though that like this is your fucking career. You should be able to separate your career from your personal life. Like you really should. Exactly. And the people already told you that in the in the fucking industry, not everybody is going to be your friend. So like mm-hmm. you shouldn't even go into this thing talking about, oh, well, I'm going to meet this person and we're going to be great friends and we're going to be hanging out mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, like, nigga, get your shit together and realize that just because you interview some of these famous people and musicians and shit, they ain't got time for you. Like you are you part of their job. Like they are supposed to go to you for whatever reason. It's not like six, nine. It's not like six, nine where this nigga has nothing else to do. So you can call this nigga up any time of the day or night and he's gonna pick up your phone call right 
No, that's a fact. Uh, more power to you. I'm not going to ever hate on anybody who's got a podcast because huh, you see what we doing. <laughs> no, nah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, I've, man, look, throughout through all this, it's some of the corny shit that academics be doing, right? I, I still support him, man. I, I remember, you know, listening to him from, you know, Warren Chirac days and shit like that. So he's uh, he's definitely, you know, pioneered a lot of shit mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and paved his own way through. So the big salute to him and, you know, hope hope the podcast does well. And yeah, you know, let's, I guess, hope for a, a more electrifying second episode. I, I can't think of how else to do that, but I'm sure, I'm sure he'll find a way. Yeah, exactly. All right. And then uh, a bit of good news. And uh, I, I, I hope this happens to more people, especially our older artists who have been in the game and kind of set up the pillars of hip hop for everything that's going on now. But De La Soul, group from the 80s, one of the pioneer groups in hip hop, one of the biggest pioneer groups in hip hop finally was able to get their masters back after like 25 years 30 years of trying which is awesome to hear which means that they get all of the money from you know performances from commercial use from just the what do you call this shit the streaming online like they get all of the money from that it, no more of the money goes to a record label i think it just goes all between the three of them which is fucking fantastic and i i really want this to happen to more people like i don't feel like especially in the 90s and I, i'm not gonna say it just because of the style of music right now but like especially in the 90s and the early 2000s when motherfuckers put like a lot of work and a lot of time into their fucking music and they made some of the best music that is still cranking today and everybody knows you know 30 years later people are still singing these songs because they know them like why do not why do these people still have to be paying off record labels that have already made probably billions of dollars off of them at this point like like especially if they're retired y'all need to let these motherfuckers have their fucking their masters so that they can be straight it should be kind of like mortgages in a sense where like you know, even if you charge artists ridiculous amounts of interest on on the fucking um, what's the shit that they what's what's it called when they give you the money up front to to a, the not a bonus but like a oh like, like a, a signing, signing fee bonus. yeah the signing jump yeah signing jump right you know to to make your music videos and shit like that right yeah I feel they should be kind of like a mortgage dog like once you once you pay them back a certain amount once they take a certain amount of money from you nigga your your fucking music should be yours it should be like a house. Once you've paid the bank back, whatever interest they want to charge you, let's say they charge you a ridiculous amount of money interest rate, right? Bro, the amount of money that these fucking labels make off of artists is fucking ridiculous, bro. So it's kind of like, you know, in particularly when when artists are kind of like De La Soul, that's like a, you know, it's a legendary group in hip hop and people are always going to listen to them. People are always going to put some of their songs on and they're always going to be in movies. They're always going to, you know, be in TV shows and that's just always going to exist and you know these people could live off of that money off of those residuals so it's kind of like it should have that should be in the record in the record industry right after 20 years 25 years 30 years whatever you want whatever years you could agree to it should go back to the artist you know at that point you've paid back the record company hundreds if not thousands of times over Uh so so you know and at that point it's just it's just not fair. And most, I feel like most of the time they already signed them in the shitty contracts. And I mean, like, it's not even talking about today's contract. I mean, back in the day, contracts were fucked up too. Uh, yeah. So it's just like you know, you've already bled these people for everything. Like you've got mm-hmm. them pouring their heart, sweat, and tears into the music that they make, making fucking music videos, going out touring for for fucking years at a time sometimes, and then 
still come back and you know when they're ready to to retire and hang everything up they can't fucking do shit because the record company has the rights to all of the music that they created yep. from their mind and body and soul which to me makes no fucking sense like you said it should be like uh, the whole mortgage thing sounds good like after a certain amount of time you pay back a certain amount of money and then that's you no honestly right the most it should be is like 20 years after 20 years it should automatically everything goes back to artists because that way you know like bro think about how many motherfuckers go broke and then you know they're they're just fucking fucked up in the game and shit like that Mm -hmm. but now if let's say if you fucking put out an album right uh, when you were 20 by the time you're 40 you'll get all that fucking money after that Mm -hmm. That, that's exactly how it should be just like a mortgage of a fucking house yep you know what i mean And, and, and unfortunately that's not the case and and that's why a lot of these record executives have a ridiculous amount of money, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they get these artists and, and fucked up. They get artists that come from a fucked up environment and put them in an even more fucked up fucking contract. Mm-hmm. So. And all they hear is record deal. They don't read through that shit. They don't bring a lawyer with them. And then they put them through these 360 or worse deals, which to me it's like it's like all right. They already know that they're not making money like they used to because of the way music has changed, how it's distributed, and all that other shit. So first of all, record companies are not making the loot that they used to make. So they're just gonna mm. completely bleed the artist dry <laughs> until they get you know until they're I guess satisfied with it, and then possibly yeah. think about dangling it in front of you like a carrot in front of a horse and being like, here you go, you get a little treat. Yeah. See, and that's the, that's the whole thing right there. I feel like. Bro, if you if you're an artist now in 2021, dog, you don't really even fucking need a record label. Mm-hmm. Like 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 honestly, right? If you're not popping, getting signed for what? Like I, I like not not to shit on nobody, right? But I've seen a lot of like local artists or you know up and coming local artists who don't be like, yeah, just sign with some you know real rinky dink little joint right mm-hmm. like quote-unquote record label and shit i'm like dog what's the point like what's the point in, in signing your shit off to this person if your music isn't there yet mm-hmm. you know like i'm not saying it can't be ever there but like if your music ain't there yet why sign to anybody like you need you should be popping first and then this person will help you take it to the next level but if you're still on the ground level bro you gotta first figure out how to get off the ground level yeah you know what i mean and that's that's i mean it's just one thing that people always it's like a, a hindsight thing that people usually come to like a few years down the line it's just like they see the the opportunity to sign the record label they fucking know that that's going to come with money because it always does they flash money when they first give it to you blah, blah 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 but then you have to play pay for this you have to pay for that like i remember talking about uh hearing that like i remember record labels used to give you money to do fucking music videos and shit and but now i mean they would do like a big ass signing bonus that you can do music videos and i'm not exactly sure how it was but i'm not sure if the artist had to pay that back but now i know that like and i think that's why most artists don't do music videos now is because everything that you spend on a music video you have to pay back and i think that's what was weird about like when you heard about people in bad boy records complaining about what puffy was doing because puffy would be like yeah i got this car for your video or i got this blah 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 blah. and it could be shit that he owned but he would charge his artists to use them in the videos and Mm. it's just like bro you're already making x amount of them on a terrible fucking deal now you're going to charge them to use shit in their videos like come on bro like you you're 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 fucking over your artists who you who you say you care about or you seem to think you care we seem to think that you care about like right i don't know i always i always thought that shit, shit was weird like I wanted to be an artist back in the day, but like, I don't think I would have lasted in the industry too long. I'd probably Fuck no. 
Shit, as, even as somebody who currently still, you know, makes music and shit like that, like, I, I've always kind of thought if I were to get good enough to the point where, like, you know, people fuck with my shit, I think I'd rather just write for somebody else, to be honest. Yeah. Because at least you kind of avoid not only, like, the fame bullshit, but also these shitty-ass contracts. Like, at least you know I'm getting a certain amount and, you know, you're kind of staying out of this shit. It can't play you like that because ultimately – you're just a businessman at that point. You're not a fucking superstar. You're not nothing like that. Exactly. The next topic we're going to talk about today is this uh, back and forth freestyles going back and forth between Cassidy and Tory Lanez. Now, we all know that Tory Lanez put out the um, Funk Flex freestyle over a Cassidy beat and used a couple of Cassidy's bars in that joint to go along with his joints. Uh, then Cassidy, I guess like maybe a week or so later, responded yeah. with a, a diss track in the form of, of a freestyle. And now Tory Lanez has returned a diss track freestyle to Cassidy for that. Now, mm-hmm. being being completely frank with y'all out here, me and my man have discussed that neither one of us have listened to both of the the uh, second songs. Uh, we've probably both listened to about maybe a minute of Cassidy's jump, and I don't think either one of us has heard the return of Tory Lanez. I actually heard oh, you uh, did? About, about a minute or so of Tory's, and yeah, like, like I told you before the show started, I personally think that this is... This is, we talked about this shit before, older motherfuckers, y'all just gotta know, man, like, y'all gonna embarrass yourselves if y'all try to run that basketball court game with them young 20, 18, 19, 21-year-olds who's fucking tall as shit, you're gonna get dunked on, you're gonna get your, fuck, you're gonna, you're gonna sprain your, your ankle, you're gonna tweak your knee, shit like that's gonna happen, and believe me, I was a, always a big Cassidy fan, I always liked the way he rapped. And I always, and I still think he's a good rapper. But this is just, when you have somebody who's in this kind of mode, and we were talking about this shit before the, the show, uh, I feel like he, he can't take an L right now. You know, he already had, I think he's already had the biggest W in the sense that, you know, niggas was trying to get him out of here. Mm-hmm. And he's still fucking, he's still around. Yeah. You know, that that on itself, dog, lets you feel like, nigga, can't nothing stop me. Basically, you know what I mean? it's the Chris so, Brown effect. Exactly. Exactly. So you know what I mean. So I feel like I I, I don't know, man. I I just uh, I just fucking lost my train of thought. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. I do this shit all the time. Honestly, I th- I think it was just unnecessary to begin with because like the Tory Lanez freestyle was fine. Like the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had not a problem with it. That was cool. There was not any dissing towards Cassidy in that joke, yeah. so I don't understand why Cassidy felt that he had to come. What? Other than the fact that like Tory Lanez did use a couple of his bars in the joke, like, but to me that does not, that doesn't warrant qualify. Yeah, it doesn't warrant you coming in with with a whole diss track against this man, especially nah. when the diss track was subpar from the jump. Like I said, I didn't yeah. hear all of it, but the reason I didn't go ahead and listen to all of it at first was because it was subpar and i was like i'll come back to this later and never just never did (laughs) yeah that's that's exactly what it was dog and again it just you know certain shit just doesn't hit how you know they the artist probably thinks it will Uh and that was just one of them things that it just did not hit and unfortunately for him this fucking uh tory lane joint definitely did hit now i'm hoping that Cass could reach out to tory lane's they could talk it out over the phone and bury the hatchet exactly. and it ends like this. Because what I don't want to see is a back and forth. And for, you know, childhood heroes and shit like that and artists that we like as that I liked as a kid to get fucking 
just washed and embarrassed by a young nigga. Because <laughs> I'm like, I feel like we have to give Tory his credit where it's due mm-hmm. that he could rap his ass off. Yeah. But he's a really, he's a really good rapper. Now, granted, he makes a lot of other kind of music, but it, it, he's showing us that he chooses to do that because he could, whenever he has to rap or goes on a freestyle joint or whatever, he always comes correct, man. So I, I, I will give him credit where it's due. I feel like Cassidy should gracefully bow out. And go back to being old head and rap, mm-hmm. and that and, and that that require that requires not responding publicly to shit like this. You know, you do that shit privately mm-hmm. once you get to a certain age. Because, like I said, dog, it's a young man's world, dog. Especially when it comes to hip hop, it's a young man's world. And I feel like if you are old nigga trying to impose your will and impose your shit, it's just not gonna work out how you think it is, dog. It's just not gonna work, dog. Yeah, I mean, I think that there are older rappers. Who would have who who could have gone with who could have gone like toe to toe or even surpassed Tory Lanez in a freestyle, but Cassidy just not one of them, to me. It's not even that to me, dog. I just feel like people felt what we felt, where which is, why the fuck did Cassidy go at this nigga? It was yeah. unnecessary. Yeah. So that means it don't even matter what Cass puts out, cause niggas already think, yo, you, you you extra right now. Yeah. You're it's like extra. It's, there's there's no reason for it. You right. You right. You know what I mean? So for me, I feel like that's where he fucked up. He should have just, if he did feel a way, hit him. I'm sure he has a way to get in contact with him. I'm oh, sure yeah. somehow he has a way to get in contact with him. So, you know, that's that's the mistake he made. And again, that's where a lot of our favorite rappers, when they get older, they, they kind of go left. Kind of like what happened with with Beans a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you remember that uh, he got dropped at the fucking show. Yep. These, these are like our heroes, you know, from like the early to mid-2000s. And, you know, they're getting embarrassed. And it's because, why? Because they try to fucking go into a young man's world mm-hmm. and, and, and try to act young or try to act like they they could they could still hang with that yeah, shit. They try, to, they try to act off the reputation that they had yep. back in the day, forgetting mm-hmm. that this is 25, 30 years later. <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact. So that's what I tell everybody. And believe me, I'm a fan of all these niggas. That's why you got to respect dudes. Like the locks, I feel like they they show people, and I think I've heard Joe Budden say this: how to gracefully age and and rap, mm-hmm. and that's by being a mentor to young niggas, staying out the way, and improving your community. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what that's exactly what all three of those guys do. So big shout out to the locks for that. Facts. But um, but yeah, cast man, just 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 wave a white flag, you know, call somebody up and have get get you on the phone with Tori. You might even get a fucking feature somehow. I'm telling you. Y'all no can make bull. this shit work. No bull. All right. And I think it's been about a month since it was advertised that there was about to be a release for this. And then there was a listening party. And then there was a backup. And then there was another listening party. And then there's another backup. But Kanye West album, Donda, is still missing. Still out here in these streets. I think they didn't already put a picture of the album cover on milk cartons at this point. <laughs> Let me just correct you. This has been ongoing for about a year now. Not the listening parties, but like apparently this album was supposed to come out in June 2020. Oh, damn. It just, it just never. He didn't even announce why he didn't or why he didn't put it out. But, but ever um, since they've had that strong push for it. And that's that's been about about a month or so now. Maybe a month. Yeah, and a half. for sure. For sure. Pro- probably about a month and a half or so. And like you said, they've had two listening parties. I listen to both of them. Why? Because I'm gullible and you can convince me to do anything. <laughs> That's just the truth of it, right? But listen, right? 
I fucking the first joint, I was like, okay, this joint kind of sounds a little un it sounded a little unfinished, to be honest, right? Mm-hmm. But then this last joint sounded like that. I ain't gonna lie. Like there was a couple joints on there. Now granted, dog, the fucking locks were on this joint. Oh word. The locks were on this album. The all three of them. Kiss, Sheik started it off, and it was it was Sheik, Kiss, and then Styles. Mm. On the fucking Kanye West song, dog. On the Kanye it. West song in 2021. So, oh, but so was um, so was uh, Jay Electronic on that joint. So it was a long song, I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, a lot of good shit start, uh, came from that joint. And I thought, okay, bet we're about finally about to be able to listen to this shit on Apple Music and not have to go through fucking Reddit to find like some alternative joint that hasn't been deleted on YouTube. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but finally, midnight hits. And nothing, bro. Joint does not release. My nigga, it's been, I think it's been, yeah, like almost a full week, like five days since that shit happened. I don't think there's been word from Kanye's camp as to what is happening, but I did see that. I think it says the 15th now or some shit like that. Uh, The 15th? The point is that he's keeping this on his string because he knows we're going to keep coming back. So that's why I tell y'all niggas just. Dog, let's just forget Kanye exists for now. When the motherfucking album drop, it's gonna drop. It's not gonna go nowhere. It's gonna be right in our shit. You don't have to go to the store and buy the fucking album. All you gotta do is fucking open Apple Music or wherever you get your music from and listen to that shit. So let's to all my Kanye fans out there, let's relax. Let's not tune into the next joint because it's gonna keep on going, bro. Yeah, at this point, I think when honestly, when it comes to most artists. I'm just waiting for like it to actually be released. Like they say it's coming. Okay, that's straight. Cause I mean I've been we've been fucked up in the game over detox for 20 years now. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> and yep. Detox yep. ain't never coming. There've been about three albums that came from Dr. Dre since he announced Detox, and ain't not one of them been Detox. So <laughs> I don't think Yo, that shit is coming. We'll see what's I up heard, with Donda. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I actually seen somewhere that like there's like a fucking. Um, like like a fucking rumor or whatever that um that the reason why Detox never came out was because Detox was actually Compton or whatever that album that Dr. J put out, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't good enough. Like like he knew that it wasn't that great, mm-hmm. so he didn't call it Detox because you know it had this big reputation behind it. Oh, wow. So I heard that they, that that was actually Detox, but then I guess niggas wasn't really fucking with it, so it was like yeah we're gonna call this shit Compton. Wow. Okay. Well, you know. That's a rumor. I don't know if that's Yeah, we know rumors are plenty out here in the streets. (laughs) But yeah, no, I hope Donda comes out soon. I'll definitely check it out at least. Uh, Kanye hasn't been one of my favorite artists in the last decade, really. But uh, he still does release some good music. So let's see what this motherfucker actually comes out like. And he has actually taken a while to do this album versus the last couple of albums that came out. So we'll see. We'll see. All right, well, that brings us to the end of today's episode, y'all. Of course, thank y'all for listening. But before we get out of here, you know we like to hit y'all with some recommendations. So, sir, you have anything for the people today? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, I've been getting my anime hat on. And, you know, I'm I'm a big boxing fan. So, I'm going to recommend to y'all this new anime I started watching. It's, It's an old anime, but it's new to me. So I might be new to y'all too. It's called Hajim No Epo. And it's literally underdog story. Little puny motherfucking kid. But he starts boxing. And the tight thing about this is that boxing isn't an afterthought in the anime. Like they actually go through techniques 
they you know like 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 the fucking uh like the trainers and shit they talk like oh you need to you know you need to hit him with a counter he, he's gonna you know just like yeah. actual boxing terminology is used and it's not just an afterthought it's not just like a shell for what's actually going on so if you're a boxing fan even a little bit trust me this joint is fucking dope um it's called hajim no ipo and you can find that shit actually on youtube it's free on youtube okay. it's actually i don't know if it's legally there or not but the point is it's on youtube just look it up and the whole entire series i believe is actually on youtube like somebody uploaded it so okay definitely okay. check that shit out hajim no ipo now actually just as the resident anime nerd in this joint well i used to be uh, you, yeah. They do have a lot of animes that are off of sports, and they actually go pretty yeah. like deep into the sports. Like I know there's at least one or two soccer ones. There's a couple basketball ones. Shit, nigga, there's a motherfucking food competition jump, which nigga, is one and of I the biggest jumps. Yeah, it's one of the biggest jumps out right now. So like, yeah, like um, sport when they when they go into stuff like that, they actually they will go into mad detail. Um, yeah. But I've, I've always just I've always thought it was weird to watch anime about sports. Like I've just never really been into too many of them. So, but I'll definitely check this one out. Like my, my anime right now includes like like Demon Slayer and the Seven Deadly Sins. So have it's you like, <laughs> have you heard of um, what the fuck? It's a, it's another demon joint. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. Yes, but I haven't watched it. Bruh, that joint is like that. Though. I have to check it out. Go. Okay. Well, check that joint out. Though. I think it's on HBO Go too. So. Oh, there you go. I got that joint. Check right. it out, well, my my joint today is gonna be the Suicide Squad, which is the newest one by James Gunn, who mm. also happened to do the two Guardians of the Galaxy movies for Marvel, and he's gonna be doing the third one. And this one was way better mm. than the original one that they did. I didn't like the ending of this one, just like I didn't like the ending of the other one, because I think mm. it was way too far fetched and shit like that. Mm. But the way that these motherfuckers were murked. <laughs> was hilarious. I have to give it up to Amanda Waller. The character is one of the coldest bitches I have ever come across in any medium. And I'm talking about comic books, movies, anime, video games. Like, she is just a cold-hearted bitch. She don't give a fuck about <laughs> shit or anybody. Just complete that mission or you mm -hmm. gonna die, nigga. That's basically yeah. her steez. So I have to give it up to James Gunn. He did a really good job. Uh, with Suicide Squad, he made it unpredictable and just, you know, all types of shit I wasn't expecting happen. I wasn't expecting to happen happened. Characters you weren't expecting to, to not make it to the end of the movie didn't make it to the end of the movie. So all around really good. And apparently this was such a it was such a promising thing even before it was released that John Cena's character Peacemaker is actually going to get an HBO show spinoff of his own joint and it probably just be, i mean up. peacemaker is a fucking crazy character after watching this fucking movie because like i said i'm not a huge dc guy so i don't really know these characters that well but they said that that's definitely one thing that they've got down the pipeline is a tv show revolving around him and his character is is insane he literally like his name says he's willing to keep the peace by any means necessary let me ask you right as somebody you just admitted you're not too big on d on dc comics mm -hmm. now is it possible to be as invested into marvel comics and be that much invested into DC comics, or or was it just like a not? Or for you, was it more so you just weren't that interested into it? Yes, it is possible because one of my good friends, Vito, is very much into both. In fact, I oh, think okay. he likes. I think he might lean more towards DC than he does Marvel, but he's deep into both. Me, I mean, most people, I think it's just a preference. Like me, I've never been a Superman fan. Like I've gained respect for Superman, yeah. but I've never been a Superman fan because I think that Superman is 
just a cheesy superhero. It's just like, okay, this yeah. man is basically unstoppable. How the fuck do you beat him? How the fuck do you stop him unless you have a little piece of script, green space rock? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and a lot of the characters in DC, I just, you know, like, they're cool. And I mean, like, I, I'm not going to, like, say that I don't like DC stuff because I watch the DC animated shit all the time. They've got the mm, best yeah. anime. I'm not going to lie. For but, sure. like, I just, I grew up on the Marvel stuff more so than the DC stuff. And I just feel like Marvel superheroes are more grounded down to earth, even though they can be hella, hella powerful. Mm. And, and that, like, I feel like most of the superheroes, like, yeah, they may be powerful as shit, but then they still have some shit that they have to overcome. And, like, their powers won't even let them overcome it. So they have to figure out different ways of how to solve different problems. It's like Superman doesn't really have to figure out anything other than how strong he has to hit you. Uh, <laughs> unless he's around kryptonite and it's like, okay, let me get this away and then figure out how right. strong I have to hit you. So, like, right, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, and I mean, I may just be hating at this point, but like, I just, I like, I like it when people have more, you know, they got to work through shit more. And maybe it's just mm. me not really like reading the comic books and not really knowing too much about the intricacies of the characters. That's right. probably a good possibility. But I mean, like, I've always just been drawn more. Like, I mean, like, the first comic book I ever read was Fantastic Four. Then I moved directly into X Men. And they're both, like, more family dynamics. And of course, like, being a person of color, the X Men were always more racially diverse than any other group of yeah, anything that's, that's out in any, in any superhero joint. So, like, I kind of always rocked with them. I mean, shit, even in the 80s, they had africans uh native americans like just you know russians japanese people like just everyone from everybody around the world versus where you look at most of the dc superheroes and it's all just a bunch of white bread so that's a fact <laughs> that's a fact so but i mean you know that's just me personally i don't know about the rest of y'all out there in the world no nah, i feel it i feel it <laughs> all right well is there anything else uh knowledge wise or anything else you'd like to drop on these motherfuckers today Man, it's getting hot out there, y'all. You know, it's getting hot and humid. It's the middle of August. If you if you're a little on the heavier side, on the heftier side, don't forget to put that Vaseline or and or that baby powder between them thighs a day. It's gonna be a hot, sweaty one. I'm telling you. Ain't gonna be no ain't no forest fire starting around this motherfucker. Come on. No, come on. sir. <laughs> let's keep it. Let's keep it kosher in here, man. There come you on. go. There you go. All right. Well, on that note. You know what I like to say? Everybody be good. And if you can't be good, please at least be the best that you can be. Or at least make your mama proud, goddammit. There you go. Make your mama proud. (laughs) All right, y'all. We out of here. We love y'all. Take care. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Be good. We'll holler at y'all later. Peace. Peace.